good afternoon, everyone. Uh, this is your captain speaking. Uh, we're just about ready for takeoff now, so, uh... Shit, everybody move now. Go, go, go. Inside, everybody inside. To the stairs, quickly. Everyone head to the roof. The helicopter's waiting there. Go, go. No, no. No, you're lying. That, that's what demons do. They lie to cause men of God to doubt. I'm not telling any lies now, Father. I can feel it in your soul that you know what I say is true. There's so much blood everywhere. Where be the rest of them? I... I can't tell. What is doing this, Mr. Simon? That couldn't have been done by no man, I swear it. I don't know. I don't know. From the minds of true crime guys comes Sandu Stories. Our brand new channel devoted to our previously Patreon-exclusive content, where we'll be bringing you our own version of true crime what-ifs and other audio dramas, one season at a time. Join us wherever you get your podcast. Now, let's get strange. I can feel your fear growing, and your faith dwindling. It's an intoxicating feeling. A young black man working out of town calls his mom and tells her he's having problems at work. He's scared for his life and is being harassed by trucks full of white men. He goes to the police and repeats the same concerns to them, but nothing is done to help him. A family member is sent to pick him up and bring him home, but when she shows up at the meeting spot, there's no sign of him. When his severely decomposed body is found scattered throughout the woods of Taylorsville, Mississippi a month later, the police claim that there's no signs of foul play. That's the base circumstance behind Rasheem Carter's murder. His story is one that is still unfolding, but what we know so far is bewildering to say the least. I'm your host, Michael, and this is Strange and Unexplained. Rasheem Carter, like many others, was hit hard by the 2020 pandemic shutdowns. He ran a seafood restaurant and was forced to close the doors and put his dreams on hold for a bit when people stopped coming in. His family remember him as a generous soul, recounting how he would donate school uniforms to kids who needed them at the beginning of the academic year, and how he would often show up to parties with large trays of seafood for everyone from his restaurant. He was an amazing father to his beautiful little girl, who he named his restaurant after. He loved dancing and music, and he worked hard for what he wanted. After the restaurant closure, Rasheem was forced to look for other employment, so he took a temporary job in the rural town of Taylorsville, Mississippi. He was contracted to work as a welder. He had experience in the field before opening the restaurant and took the job hoping to make enough money to reopen his own business. Rasheem came to Taylorsville in late September of 2022 and had only been contracted for 10 days, but within the week, he would go missing. He was staying at a Super 8 motel in a town just outside of Taylorsville called Laurel. 
Now, he didn't have a functioning car at the time, and this motel was about 20 miles away from his work site. So he was riding to and from work with a coworker. But then something happened that had this coworker saying that he could no longer give Rashim a ride. His mother told reporters during a press conference that the two had had an argument, and the person became upset and told Rashim that he needed to find another way to work. So Rashim called his mother, Tiffany Carter, and told her the situation, saying he's done and he wants to come home. The last time she speaks to him on the phone is October 2nd, around 10.30 a.m. in the morning. Tiffany was able to arrange for a family friend to come pick him up in Taylorsville and bring him back to Fayette. But when the family friend arrived at the gas station that they'd agreed to meet at, Rashim was nowhere to be found. Tiffany Carter said that she was on the phone with her son the night before he disappeared, the same night he walked into the Taylorsville Police Department looking for help, but was turned away. Tiffany says that on October 1st, she exchanged many calls and texts with her son, wherein he told her that he was scared for his life because he was being followed and harassed by three trucks of white men. Now, these men were allegedly yelling racial slurs at him and trying to hurt him. He also mentioned his boss at the time by name in an extremely damning text. Quote, Me and the owner of this company are not seeing eye to eye. If anything happens to me, he is responsible for it. He got these guys wanting to kill me, end quote. When Rashim entered the police department, he attempted to get a ride back to his hotel, explaining to the cops his situation, that he was scared and being followed and didn't feel safe walking the long distance alone. He was allegedly told that they could not assist him because Laurel was out of their jurisdiction and they were, quote, not a taxi service. It's unclear where he spent the night of October 1st, but he entered the police station in the morning hours of the 2nd, again seeking help, and again was given very little. When Rashim didn't show up at the gas station, his mother instantly knew something was wrong. She filed the missing persons report the following day. For a month, no sign of Rashim was found. There was footage of him at his hotel on the 1st and a store that he had stopped at. Surveillance footage showed him coming and going, but other than that, nothing. But then a call comes in from a local landowner who says he has an image of a man on one of his wild game cameras. The image of a young black man, shirtless, dirty, walking with a large stick over his shoulder, is shown to Tiffany Carter, and she positively IDs it as her son. The image was captured on October 2nd at around 4.32 in the afternoon, but was not discovered until a week before his remains would be located. Now, after Tiffany identified the man in the photo as her son, the police brought out cadaver dogs to search the large, mostly wooded property. The dogs are able to locate several remains scattered across two acres, already reduced down to nothing but bone. The Carter family was handed what remained of their loved one in a box after a month of trying to locate him. All that remained were a few vertebrae in his skull, which had been separated from his spinal column. And the initial report said that, quote, no signs of foul play was involved in the death of Rasheem Carter. Yes, they tried to tell his mother that he had wandered into the woods on his own accord, or perhaps under the influence, and dehydrated and died. And then his body had been scavenged to the most extreme point and scattered around in pieces thanks to animal activity. But his toxicology came back clean and he has no history of mental illness or distress. He was only in a frantic state on the phone with his mother, and he went to the police for help, twice. A little sidebar here. 
I looked into if a body can be reduced to this state in such a short time, and according to many experts, even given ideal conditions, which would be heat, humidity, soil type, moisture, etc., a month is the shortest time in which this type of decomposition could occur. But it usually takes months to years. And I looked into the weather for the time that Rashim went missing. The temperatures ranged from the high of 84 degrees Fahrenheit to a low of 39 degrees Fahrenheit, with the average being about 75 and the average night being a nice cool 59. There was also only about three days of rain that month, and total rainfall was less than an inch. But it still leaves so much unanswered about how we got there in the first place. Even if animals explain the condition, they don't explain the cause. And of course, Miss Carter and her family are not convinced that Rashim's death is so simple. They believe he was decapitated and his remains were scattered on purpose. And recently, after added pressure from the public and the families, the sheriff has finally said that he, quote, has not ruled out the possibility of murder. Thank God. But it's too little too late for the Carters, though. They have asked the Justice Department to take over the investigation as a civil rights case, calling Rashim's murder a modern-day lynching. Well-known civil rights lawyer and activist Ben Crump has now taken on the family's case, and the Mississippi Bureau of Investigation is assisting. The Sheriff's Department says that they have interviewed everyone involved with Carter's last job, including the names Rashim gave to his mother. They shared that the crew had been dismissed as suspects since their phone records and GPS put them all at another job site 100 miles away. Ben Crump also told reporters that sometime after Carter went missing, but before his remains were found, someone used or attempted to use his credit card. There is a rumor of search warrants in the works, but as of the time of this recording, there are no suspects named in Rashim's death. His cause of death is still listed as undetermined. Even as the family has had their own independent autopsy done, because not much can be determined conclusively with the condition that he was left in. Recently, another set of remains was located, and they are believed to also belong to Rashim. Remember, only parts of his vertebrae and skull were recovered in the initial search. His room key card, ID, phone battery, a vape, and his pants were recovered. But his phone has never been found. The boss that Rashim mentioned in his text to his mother has moved his family into hiding after they were swarmed with death threats to him, his wife, and his kids. But though he is gone, the story of Rashim Carter is far, far from over. And we will be keeping a close eye on this case as further information unfolds. All right, guys, so that's what we know so far on the tragic case of Rasheem Carter. Um, my wife, Kristen, is here and writer mm -hmm. of Sandu proper uh, <laughs> is here with me in this after show, as always. Yeah. And yeah, we want to talk a little bit more about this case. I, I wish there was more information out. It's extremely mm -hmm. frustrating. Um, first off the bat, I want to give a big thank you to Jordan on Instagram for bringing this case uh, to our attention. 
Well, Kristen already had it on her radar, <laughs> um, but for bringing it to my attention, thank you very much. And I kind of <laughs> I pushed it up. I was like, hey, <laughs> pull an executive decision here. We are moving this case up. Yeah. <laughs> um, we need to do it now. Originally, we were going to kind of wait and see what happened because we feel like there is too much evidence. Yeah. There's like too much out there. Break yeah. Soon. To yeah. not get a break in this case. But it also um, needs the publicity. It does. It's not getting very much. It is not getting the publicity. I mean, this is like, honestly, this could be like Trayvon Martin, George Floyd level um, as far as yeah. injustice yeah, absolutely. done in a community. Mm -hmm. um, this reminds me of a lot of uh, Ahmaud Arbery. Yeah, that's right? the, the Florida, the guy in Florida, right? Was that Florida? I believe so. And that he was being chased by the truck, yes, he truck was like, full of white men. Yeah, he was yeah. like jogging or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, there was the three men in the truck that mm -hmm. were chasing him. One was filming, and the two had guns, I yep. believe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it sounds like whatever Rashim faced was even more terrifying than that. Um, mm -hmm. He because he does describe multiple trucks. Yes. Right. I think yeah. three. He said three. Yeah. I think he specifies he told his three mom trucks three. Um, with white men in him. I don't know. I don't know if these were his coworkers or what. Um, but who else would he know in this right. area? I mean, although. They were ruled out. Yeah, they were ruled out right because now. all of their phones were at the same job site. I don't think that's fair. Site. I don't think that's fair. Like, unless we have video or witnesses that can put them at that job site, yeah. I don't think just saying, oh, their phones were there yeah. is enough of an alibi. So what do you think they did? Threw all their phones they in one truck and drove them over there? Very much could have. Yeah. I think if you're a group full of, of crazy people who are going to kill somebody, at least one person is going to have the sense to say, hey... They're going to tie us all to this. This is obvious. So let's give ourselves an alibi. So you put all your trucks uh, or all your phone in one truck and you send that truck to yeah, the job. It's not crazy. Not saying that's what happened. I mean, it's 2023. People know that cell phones yeah, and cards. Just, but also, someone used his debit card. Like, how dumb is that? That too. That's stupid. Like, the fact that you can have all this information before you and, and call it... That no yeah. foul play. Like he, he tries, the sheriff tries to defend himself. He's like, at the time there was no evidence. And it's right. like, well, what about the whole family of people that were standing in front of you right. telling you that this man was being threatened and that his last text messages say, if something happens to me, so-and-so did it. Like, right. how is Kinda that not damning. evidence for foul play? And then he, he turns up dead, like in, in multiple pieces. Like, Within a month. You can say the animals Within did all that. Within a month. Okay, animals do... There's no fucking way they yeah. spread it the way they did in as many pieces as they Over did. The course of car yeah. Over the course of two acres. It looks so purposeful. Like, even that in itself looks like it's on purpose. Yeah. And... I don't, I don't understand how he can defend that. Right. And like we talked about, I mean, even in ideal conditions, that would be the fastest yes. a body could decompose. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, out there in the cold, some of these nights got down in the 30s. 30s That's going to yes. help preserve a body. Yep. That's going to help hold it intact. Yeah. I mean, gonna, I would say... Yeah, it's going to kind of kill off a little bit of the, the bug life that is yes. responsible for this. It's going to keep animals from coming out to get him. I Precisely. understand that there's a lot in this. Like we said, even if animals are absolutely 100% responsible for the condition of his remains, mm -hmm. it does not explain... Why he was on that man's property in the middle of nowhere, nowhere near his job site, nowhere near his hotel. Mm -hmm. How did he get there? Like, that is yeah. the biggest question. How did he get there? Why was he running through the woods? And don't give us this bullshit about, oh, maybe he was on drugs. Like, that was their go-to. Yeah. Or maybe he was hallucinating yeah. or having an episode or whatever. Because people who travel to another town for temporary work staying in a hotel typically. Just fucking typically, flip, yeah. Uh, well, also, that's the time they experiment with drugs. Yeah, right? Come on. 
by alone. themselves alone. Right? Yeah, alone. in a place yeah, they don't Yeah, that's a great understand. place to experiment yeah, with drugs. But, um, yeah, I don't believe that at all. I no. believe he, he was in his right mind. And mm-hmm. it's like, why would he lie about this? And also the fact that he was a visitor in this town, right? Yes. He's not from this area. He had traveled here just for work. Mm-hmm. And he ha- so he has no no ties. He has right. no beef with anybody. Like, exactly. There's no background. And his his coworkers would know this. Mm-hmm. They would know that. I mean, and then he gets into this argument with this coworker who was taking him to and from work. That's yeah. suspicious too. Like, this and person needs conf- to be investigated right? as well. That's what I thought because I couldn't confirm the timeline exactly. Like, the way some of the articles wrote it, like he immediately after this argument calls his mom and is like okay, now this is happening and it's going down. But then the way some of the other articles wrote it is like that kind of happened. And then on his way home or in the process of trying to find a ride, Mm -hmm. he encountered these quote unquote other white men. Okay. Okay. And that were harassing him in the trucks. Okay. But it kind of makes sense that if he's with a group of people and then he gets into an argument with one and Mm -hmm. now there's, and he's the only black man on the job site. Yeah. Like, I don't know if he was, but it's Taylorsville, Mississippi. We can assume that he is. Right. <laughs> but yeah. it's, it, the area is still known as like a sundown town to mm. the black community down there, okay. which is insane. That's I mean, terrifying. But also at the same time, it makes sense because the KKK presence in the area, mostly in the northern part of the state because mm. it borders um, like... Uh, Tennessee and all that. Right, right. That's where the KKK was the heaviest okay. at the time. But we do know that, like, there. Uh, although they have quote unquote disbanded, mm-hmm. like there are plenty of groups down there Absolutely. in that area. Absolutely, the mindset's not gone. Right. You, Let's not play. <laughs> I don't even know if it's possible to kill that. Um, but yeah, there's definitely something nefarious going on mm-hmm. around Rasheen Carter. But I, but like, again, I also feel, you know, with Ben Crump involved, who yes. also represented George Floyd, right? Mm-hmm. I feel and like Breonna he's not... Breonna Taylor's family. And Breonna Taylor, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not going to rest until something, some light is shown on this yeah. situation. At least I Good. hope so. Right. You know, yeah. I Good. hope so. Because he, he, you know, he's the one that brought up the, the whole, the debit card had been used. Yeah. Or the credit card, whatever yeah. it is. Um, but either way, it came from Machine Carter's wallet, yep. and it was used after he disappeared. Yep. Like that, where was it used? There had to have been surveillance footage. Was why it used at an yeah, ATM? Why are we not like if it was for used that? in an ATM? Let's get that footage. Mm-hmm. Or like, in a store. I don't care if the person is at completely covered. Pump. Like I still, we still want, you know, want to see who it is, and we want to see, you know, their average build, and you know what I'm saying. That's that's how you I can, feel though about the same way about all these men who were at a different job site. Like, mm. you're 100 miles away. So that means between the work site they were at with Rasheem yeah. and the work site they're at, is there not one fucking camera that we can, like, positively be like, okay, all of these men right. were here in this location at this time? Like, Yeah, I know. I don't know. It don't seems know. silly. Also, 100 miles away just seems like a distance that you would go to make sure there was no doubt. You're like, we're 100 miles away. Not only that. We're 100 miles away. They're 100 miles <laughs> from Fayette. Like he's all Rashim is already a hundred miles out from his house. You see what I'm saying? So yes. why would you need to contract somebody that lives that far away to come a hundred miles to then go another hundred miles to another job site? Yeah, I don't know how this this um, company works. And, yeah. and I mean, there's they you can find the information on who specifically it was. Right. But um, well, you also got to think at this time, you know, contracting companies are one of the few companies that were still 
working, running full yeah. speed, but they also probably had to travel more because mm-hmm. you have to go wherever the work is. Yeah. You know what I'm I saying? Mean, because, yeah, yeah, a lot of these local small towns, yeah. you know, they're, they can't afford, they're not doing any remodeling, they're not doing any building. They put all that shit on hold. Yeah. You know, and I mean, we see it in our town. We we live in a smaller town, and it's like since the pandemic has slowed down, it's like everything is starting to come back to life. Yeah. All these businesses that were started, all these lots that were cleared for new businesses, new homes, now they're going up. Yep. Now they're coming back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was on that was on a freeze. Yeah. For a while, mm-hmm. it really was, unless you so were possible. willing to travel. Yeah, it's very yeah. possible that you know they did all that, but it just seems silly to me that they drove. That they went all the way to Taylorsville and stayed there for the job, but then they had to drive another 100 miles to the job site. Yeah. Like, that kind of seems stupid, but hey, what do I know about construction, right? Right. Well, <laughs> their home office is probably in Taylorsville, so the the rest of the crew probably didn't have to drive that far. Rasheem did because he had to go where the work was. Yeah. And he had a background in welding. Yeah. And he probably saw this opportunity mm-hmm. to be a welder. And it here, paid And he's really like, well. well, it's Fayetteville, or, you know, it's... Uh, Taylorsville. Taylorsville. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I know, that was whatever. very confusing because he lives in Fayette and we have a Fayetteville. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we also have a Taylorsville, North yeah, Carolina. Yeah, we do. We have mm-hmm. Fayetteville and Taylorsville in North yeah. Carolina. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, guys, again, just keep an, keep an eye out on this case. If you have not heard of the Rasheem Carter case, our sources, everything we use to write this timeline and to discuss this are right below. There's numerous YouTube videos that you can look through and... Uh, yeah, guys, this is there. This is not the last you've heard of this case. No, this no, will no. definitely be in the news again. Like I say, there's just there's too much evidence. Unless there is just someone really powerful in law enforcement in that area who is connected to this as well, and that's always a possibility, there's right? A the small of, town corruption, like say, it's terrifying. There's a lot of, ru- of rumors. I didn't add any of these because I couldn't confirm them. Right. Um, like there's Let's a talk about them now. there's a rumor that the sheriff. Is actually related to the landowner. Okay. Where the land, where um, Rasheem was found. Okay. So, and then not only that, but it's like the attitude in the town, according to certain sources, um, is that like this is a big joke. Like they 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 joke about Rasheem being fed to the pigs and to to so and so's hogs in town. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it just. Oh my God, that's just, it's just so infuriating. It's, it is. It's terrifying. They joke about it. The kids down there are joking about it. And yeah. it's like, and you don't think that these people bred that, that hate into that's their generation after I'm generation. Saying. That's why it's so hard to kill this mm-hmm. in these backwards areas. It's not impossible, but. It, yeah. It's not. It's absolutely not. But it comes with being inclusive. It comes with diversity. It comes with and taking areas... responsibility and acknowledging it too. Like, but say... why would you acknowledge it if you're never exposed to it? Is what I'm saying. No, I'm, ta- I'm areas, saying outside. The, the diversity is so is so limited. Yeah. What diversity? Yeah. So they're not exposed to these other cultures and whatnot. And I mean, and then they're raised with the hate ignorance. and ignorance. Mm-hmm. It is. It's ignorance, which leads to fear, which leads to hate. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. But apparently there was like a video of some high school kids like making a joke about it. And Good it went God. around for a while on social media. It was taken down. I couldn't find it. Oh, I bet. And I know, right. But there are just like small rumors floating around in the town. And I didn't want to, you know, the, the guy who they think is involved is already receiving death threats mm-hmm. to him and his small child. Like, 
if he did it, fuck him. But his wife and his small kids, they had nothing to do with it. Yeah. You know, at this point. But you know how people can be. Like, people Oh, I can, know. I yeah. mean, it's like, you fuck with my family, I'm going to fuck with yours. And yeah. I, will, I understand that mentality. And then, too. and then you combine that with the internet. You got all these crusaders that are behind yeah. a keyboard who really have no dog in the fight, but they right. just want to, they just want to fuck with somebody, you know? Yep. And now they have a reason mm-hmm. or a purpose. But I think so. if, if the FBI can come in, because I think that's who they're trying to get to, um, you know, to get involved yeah. because they don't trust, like, they don't even trust the Mississippi Bureau of Investigation at this time because it's like if if the sheriff is corrupt and, yeah. and the count and the chief county and all we, that and yeah. all that shit, it's like who far, knows how far it goes. There needs to be an outside source to yeah. come in and investigate this. Yes. We need, we need more eyes and ears on this case for mm-hmm. sure. I mean, I would love for the FBI to come in and look and see what's going on here and and, um, you know, if we keep spreading awareness like this, who knows? Maybe they will. Yeah. Maybe we can get some people out there. Um, you know, not us alone, but this case is going to be covered a lot more, I think. Yeah. Especially through in, in unsolved true crime podcasts and news coverage. And I'm sure they're hearing a lot about it in Mississippi, or at least I hope they are. Oh, yeah. So, but guys, like I said, at the end of the, the main part of the episode, we will be keeping our ear to the ground on this. And if we find any updates, we have any updates, we will let you know. Um, maybe we'll, maybe we'll, uh, add, make another episode, an update episode for Rashim. Um, but we'll, we'll figure something out, but definitely keep an eye on this guys. Like I said, check the sources below and, uh, we'll see what happens because there's just too much out there mm-hmm. for something to not be found out. Mm-hmm. It's just, if, if you don't find out something on this case, you're not trying because there's just so much information. Yep. So much information. Well, all right, guys, that's pretty much it. Um, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Of Strange and Unexplained, or at least you hope you enjoyed the retelling and the learning about this <laughs> awful case. And hopefully you got it will, you know, spread awareness. Tell your friends. Uh, also tell people about the show. We appreciate that very much. Uh, you can follow us on social media. If you have a case suggestion, something in a small town that happened near you, whatever, at S&U Podcast, S-A-N-D-U Podcast, uh, wherever you are on social media, um, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Strange and Unexplained on Facebook. Whatever. You can also subscribe to the True Crime Guys YouTube channel. And uh, we also put video, every True Crime Guys proper episode will have video form up there, as well as every free platform, Strange Shorts, with myself and Andy, which you guys hear here. So if you hear it on this free platform, there is a video to go along with it on the YouTube channel. So please go check that out, guys. We appreciate that very much. Um,. I think that's pretty much it. Go subscribe to our new show, Sandu Stories, wherever you listen to podcasts. That's our audio theater full production show. Um, the new episode will come out April 4th. And I, then I think there will be five episodes available on Sandu Stories. So please, if you have time, go check that show out. Go rate, review. It helps us out a ton. All right, guys. Well, that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, patreon.com slash SNU podcast if you want to hear everything that we make here on Sandu. All right. Other than that, we'll see you guys next week for a new strange and unexplained case. All right. Until then, just be strange. Just don't be strangers. See ya.
enjoyed this episode, please feel free to check out all the other shows on our TCG network, as well as subscribing to our YouTube channel. Starting every Monday with new episodes of Strange and Unexplained, followed every other Tuesday by our audio drama podcast, Sandu Stories. Then, of course, new episodes of True Crime Guys every Wednesday. And if that's not enough, head on over to our Patreon, where you can have access to hundreds of hours of exclusive content, including older episodes, strange shorts, the latest edition of Sandu Stories, and, of course, higher thoughts. But until next time, guys, keep creeping. You hush your mouth, boy.